Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 65 of our weekly podcast current view with the Order of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran. It's been a madden again, hasn't it, mate? It has. Uh, we're coming towards Christmas, but at least we're getting fans back into ground, so, you know, or some some, some of the, uh, the fans back into the ground, so, you know, that's uh, a little bit more better news for all us football fanatics. From what I've seen on my Facebook uh, wall, there seems to be more people going into Primark than going into football grounds. I don't get why it's only a thousand in a football ground and you can pack them in like sardines in a in a supermarket or a shop. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it all, all, everything about it all. There's something not right, regardless mm-hmm. what anybody says. Well, I think. Majorities uh, do believe that, but they'd be obviously the other ones what uh, uh, believe whatever the government's going to tell them and the the media. So um, mm-hmm. it's trying to get a balance right for for the believers and the non-believers, isn't it? So it, yes. it's it's a difficult it's a difficult scenario for for everyone in one sense. It is. It's mad. It's almost like a reset button. And it's almost like it's a dress rehearsal for the new modern age of football. I.e., you can have drinks, waitress service, which, I mean, we ain't going to have a knock at waitress service, are we, with some of the waitresses, you know. But, but you know, you, you can order drinks and food off your app from your phone. It's contactless in the grounds, which, to be fair, grounds have been for, or a lot of grounds have been for... Uh, for several months before we started this this pandemic. But it just seems as though they're gently easing fans in, making sure that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, and then once they've been able to cater for 1,000, we kick it up to 2,000. When we get up to 5,000, they go, oh, we've got the vaccine now, and you can all come back and enjoy yourselves, and it's a whole new ball game. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to be talking about politics on here because it's, it's mm-hmm. a football show in one sense. Yeah, but I'll just say this. Yesterday, because I'm deep into it all at the moment, because I think there's a lot of corruption about every mortal thing. Oh. And as some scientists, have, you know, with the blood counts of, of this uh, people, what they've taken from, this has been, this uh, virus has been out longer than what they were telling us. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and it's not as dangerous as... Um, I mean, the media, the media have a lot to answer for, and when it all come, comes out and everything's sorted out right, there's going to be there's going to be some pe- people in serious trouble, and rightly so. But uh, we'll get off for all this politics because it's not it's everybody's not everybody's cup of tea, is it? So what you got what you got for us tonight then with this football and the beautiful game? Because I saw some great football last night. Yeah, let's let's talk about the magic moments. We'll go back to the topics of the week because I do want to talk about the fans returning. I do want to talk about five substitutions and I do want to talk about Brexit and football and how it's going to change our game. But let's first start off with magic moments and what have you sourced for us, Tisa? Well, every week you can say, because there is, that, there is a lot of skillful players around here, I mean. Um, Cavani's movement for for the third goal at Southampton it might not look spectacular, but what he's 33 and it's not that it's the quickness of it, but it it was the the alertness and and having that three moves in front of the people that was that was one of them. I mean last night Neymar and, and some of the football what they played uh, PSG. And Mbappé were absolutely devastating. But there were there was another piece in that game where Manchester United 
and, and Martial should have scored a, it was like a one touch football from one end of the pitch right through to the other and, and Martial he's leapt back and, 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 he, and he's clicked uh, it over, over the bar but the best one for me was in the same game with Cavani when he's got the ball uh, and he's chipped the keeper and it's hit the crossbar. If it goes in, it would have been an absolutely spectacular goal. But uh, when when we do these magic moments, it, I mean, I keep saying I want to do do, do it in some in the lower level. But and there is some great goals in the in, in the lower level. But when you see some of the stuff from these Premier League players and, and Championship players, it is devastating and breathtaking at times. It's getting access to them and. You know, we, we, we do a, a weekly podcast. We do other things as well. Yeah. We don't get paid for this, so we don't sit down for hours I looking wish, at yes. football. And I, I wished we could, because you're right, we could go down to the lower levels. We could analyse a lot more in the beautiful game, but we can't. So we comment on actually what we see, what we watch, what we actually stay awake for, because I watch my team, Birmingham City, how I actually stayed awake that night when we got beat by Barnsley it was a minor <laughs> miracle to be fair I mean I think we are one of the worst football teams I've ever seen play the game I mean again philosophy of football Karanka's philosophy of football is eight defensive minded players three players up top let's try and get the ball to them and do you know what guys that don't work we need football players and you're right PSG last night and Man United at times played some great football Cavani I'd put Cavani as my magic moment, the goals that he scored against Southampton, that almost Cantona-esque chip. Yeah, chip You're yeah. just willing it hits the underside of the bar and goes in because we keep replaying it. Ward-Prowse, I don't think there is a better exponent of a free kick anywhere on the planet than James Ward-Prowse. Well, it's proven a point now, isn't it? And it's, yeah. I mean... Is more than that, but when you think about having a player in your in your team like uh, like him, uh, what can score uh, from dead ball scenarios yeah. from left and right, mm. you know, um, and corners like you, to, you know, I, I've been so impressed with Southampton. Yes, I'm here. The football and and uh, Asantal, yeah. uh, the football they're playing is absolutely at times for. For a club of, I mean, Southampton, it's a great club. I mean, I play there, it's a great club. But, you know, it's not in the elite bracket of, you know, your Chelsea's and your Man United's and mm. your, your Liverpool's and all these spectacular uh, elite clubs. And thinking about that last night, Chelsea's performance, and by, yeah. are they are they playing some stuff? And, and on top of that, I've always said these top players should be starting at the highest level because yeah. that's all they've known. And I'm going to say to you now, Gerard and Lampard, their teams, you know, uh, are playing some absolute, absolutely fantastic football. Yeah. And, and the, the, the two major, three major points to them is not just the football uh, that their teams are playing, but it's... I know what it's like to be. I know what it's like in a in a dressing room when when things are, you know, players are not playing and and the disruption it, it can cause, and they they're they are um, handling that scenario as good as the performers of the team, you know, because when teams are, when players are not in the team and the teams are not winning, it would be same at Chelsea. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is, is getting the results. Mm. So that curbs all that frustration from other players because you know they can't go in and knock on the manager's door and some will but majority won't and you know they know that uh, the team's playing well so it's difficult to get back into that team so uh, there's lots of things happening at the moment in down with football uh, but we need the fans back in you know to make it the you know the exciting and the beautiful game but we all appreciate we certainly do and again for me, with Ward Prowse, I look at him and he's a footballer. Oh. I think he can play in any position that you want in a midfield. We're going to be looking at a little bit later in the podcast, TC, five of the best. But it's five of your best forwards that you would take to the Euros if it started tomorrow. 
but we're going to do that in about 20 minutes. Right. I, I identified Ward Prowse some, some time ago, and I've, I've seen him take free kicks. Now, there's a similarity with, with him and Connor Horahane that plays for Aston Villa. I don't think O'Rain's got the same amount of ability to hold down a place at Aston Villa. I think he's brilliant at free kicks. I think Ward Prowse is better. I don't think there's a better player than Ward Prowse out there at the moment. Now, my midfield three for England would be Ward Prowse, Madison and Jack. My other magic moment of the week was Grealish's performance against West Ham. And that drag back in particular <laughs> was just sublime. I just watched Jack. I look at him. You've said this many times. Hoodie said exactly the same. Great players walk through games. And the, Jack does that. The, the thing about every mortal thing, when we first started talking about Jack, yeah. you know, and you was highlighting... Uh, uh, is is uh, skill, yeah. And what I said to you, when you watch the great players, mm. no, I'm not going to put him in Maradona. No, I'm not going to put him in Messi. But when you look at the great players, yeah. they are so composed on the ball. They don't yeah. panic. They don't worry. You know, I know they are the next step up, maybe the next two steps up. Yeah. Those type of players, but Jack can go past people easy. Yeah. Right. The thing is with Messi and, 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 and Ronaldo's and these players, everybody wants to give them the ball, don't they? Yeah. But in Aston Villa, they all want to do that. They want to show that how good they they are. If 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 Jack got the ball uh, as much as what Messi and Ronaldo and, and uh, the George Best and Yapel is, he'd, he'd step up again. You know, and, and again, so I'm not going to put him on their, their level, but he's a player I would go and pay to watch. But he's so composed on the ball. He, he's enti- you can watch if you watch him close. He's enticing them. He's he enticing does, yeah. them to the ball. Mm-hmm. But what he does do, he doesn't let them get too close where they nick the ball. Yeah. And you know all these things about him. You know he's a must. And I've said it for for a long time now about Grealish. I said it when they were playing in second division football, I said to my lads, I said, this kid can play. You know, they say, they try to take the piss sometimes, but you know what they're saying to yeah, me now? Dad, the, he is fantastic. I said, what did I tell you? Mm-hmm. You know, I said, the guy can make me football jock because I'm not, I'm not old school. You know, people will turn around and say, old school, I'm forward thinking forever, forever in a day more. Yeah. Anything what can help a football, anything what can help you as a manager, anything what can help you as a player, I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing to listen and want to to have a look at, but don't change something. What doesn't need changing, and Grealish does not need changing. All he needs is to, and again, Aston Villa is a massive club, yeah, and it's a good team. Mm. But what all he needs now is putting in a Liverpool or a Manchester City, and you will see him grow and grow and grow and grow. Is that good? Now, it, it, I would want to to get the consistency and the continuity in the team, whatever team it is, I'd want to see him training and what they're doing in training, mm. you know, because when I look at all these players, we haven't just got Jack, we've got we've some, some great players, you know, Sterling, I, I mean, a lot of people still knock Sterling, but I, I think Sterling's a hell of a player. Sancho, uh, Hudson-Odoi, uh, Rashford, Greenwood, Kane, uh, the boy at Everton, every time he plays for England, looks yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Calvert Lewin, mm-hmm. you know uh, the midfield. We've got bundles of midfield players. Yeah. I mean, the the boy was got to Fulham on loan. He he he's turned Fulham round within a couple of games. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Loftus Cheek. Into... Sorry, Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and the, the thing the thing is about football, it's um, whether the manager you fit the managers. Uh, plans yeah. or that manager and, and it's not a nasty way when I say that whether that manager look if you're not in team sometimes there's nothing you can you can do and work as much, as hard as you want if you don't fit in the plans of that manager you're never going to get picked but we have got some good players and I, and I will say this uh, the foreign coaches have helped the technical side of our game now and again I don't want to be horrible to uh, Southgate because some, some will chip in and say oh, you know 
how come he's doing it? No, he's doing it because he's, he's being asked to do it. I do regardless of anybody thinks about me, I do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. Because I want players what what's quick, I want players what what can control the ball, I want players what's got good balance, I want a balance to the team, I want people what can I want players what can interchange, I want my strikers to run off the balls, I want the strikers to come short sometimes, I want the strikers to go beyond. You know, everything what's in a game mm. uh, to to win major trophies, they are what you need. Composure. You know, everything. And then you've got to get yourself before you start getting onto that line is get make sure you get a top world class goalkeeper. Because them's things what will help you win major trophies. Not yeah, we'll be alright this week. We'll be more defensive minded. Defensive minded will cost you games. But will. if you can't defend, if you cannot defend, you are gonna get relegated. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can't attack, Gabby. Yeah. And that's what the problem is, and uh, with a lot of our coaches. A lot. Of, listen, I am so pleased with Gerard and Lampard, you know. And I was probably one, one only the only one. What's doing? Talking about people like us, but I'm talking about the pundits and all the mozzies that they shouldn't be starting off there. I've told you all. You cannot put Sol Campbell with that level of football. Right, it can improve it. Yeah, but it's never. It's good to have to work three, four, five years, and if it doesn't work, it's, it gets it, it gets a step back. Yeah, you've got more chance of it working with you. But if you get a if you get a club, you know, I mean, Derby's in a. I think Derby now is a bad choice for Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I do. You yeah, know, they've got problems at Derby. They've had to sell some of the better players. They've got a lot of kids, and you know what happens with kids, especially at that level. Sometimes they sink, sometimes they swim. At the moment, yeah. Derby are sinking. Well, the kids... Yeah. Listen, I'm a big believer in kids if they can play. And, you and can't the, put kids in if yeah. they're not, you know. Yeah. And, what, and when, the thing is, when you look at with Frank Lampard at Derby, if they'd have got up, it might have changed everything, but yeah. he didn't get up. Frank has still got a bit better player, and he got quality of... Uh, loan players coming in, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, yeah. what they've had to do is like Sheffield went, they've had to sell the ground. Yeah. So there's problem, mm. massive problems there. So if if, if I was Rooney's agent, I'd, I'd be saying to Rooney, mm. that's you, but my, I'm, I'm telling you now, this is a bad move for you now. And it's yeah. not, the, the club is fantastic. Fantastic support is Derby County. If you can get them in that Premier League, it's a fantastic football club. What I'm trying to say to you, with the financial aspect of, of the game, mm. um, at Derby, he will struggle. Now, only time will tell whether he's going to be any good or, when he, or whether he's not. But I think it'd be a bad time to take over, uh, for him to take over. But... I don't know the people who's trying to buy it. I don't know if they're wealthy people. What, what's going to buy it? And what I mean by wealth is wealth and wealth. And wealth, what I'm talking about, is, is when somebody buys it, that they're going to come in and spend so millions of pounds. I mean, you have to, you to get anywhere near top clubs, you've got to throw big money or certain kinds of money to get certain kind of players in before you go into the next level of your players, Gabby. And the biggest problem with that, TC, is that there is a financial fair play situation and yep. you can only spend a certain amount of money and uh, trade that against your losses. And I think Derby pretty much are up to about their lim- limits and, and levels, mm. hence the sale or you know the, the moving out of certain players and the, the the way they're trying to integrate the younger players into that first team. And I think you're right. I think there are one or two problems at Derby County. Problems with managers of football clubs. Klopp, in particular, has been very vocal. Ollie as, as well. Probably not so much Frank, because Frank's winning. And uh, you, you tend to not hear so much when you're uh, when you when you're winning, but uh, Ollie and 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 Klopp because and I know Liverpool are joint top, but Liverpool have lost quite a lot of games recently, or have not won games where you would think that they would win. The five substitutions. What's your take on that? Some good points. From it, and, and why, why, why I say that is with with 
this coronavirus, a, a lot of people have a lot of a You're going a bit dark as they say. To put in. Um, I don't, now, it must be you and your, and your room, because when you were in that your kitchen the other day, yeah. I never went garlic as so I don't know what it is. Are you upstairs again? Right, I'm going to yeah, go well, I think, down. I think that's what, that, where the problem lies, I think it must be. Because when we talk otherwise, we never have this problem, yeah. do we? I'm going to go downstairs in the kitchen. Yeah, you're coming through loud and clear now. I'm going to go in the kitchen and see if you sound less darlicky. But right. while I'm walking down the stairs, you uh, you carry on with your on. five substitutions. Right. So uh, I think it has its good points. Yeah. But I don't think it's right for the game. You know, um, no, and when I say that, am I still garlicky? No, you, you're sounding all right, so you say. Well, so what I'm... What, what, uh, what I'm going to say, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, if if you put all five substitutes on for some some managers, yeah, because of the philosophy, the team wouldn't the team wouldn't improve if, if they got three or four extra players, yeah. Um, but I do think it's I think he's got his good points, but I don't think it's right for the game. But it's right at this moment in time with what's happening with this coronavirus and, and, and the fitness and. But in general, I wouldn't like it. Just like I don't like what's happened with this with the VAR. I was all I was for for the for the goal line technology, and I thought that's what it was going to be coming for. Mm-hmm. So the substitution substitutions for me at this moment in time, but I wouldn't want to see it on a on a regular basis. Now, because they're saying that there's a lot of games, and it does tend to be the managers that are in. Uh, Champions League as well as uh, Premier League and then they've got the League Cup, they've got the FA Cup and yeah, okay, they're playing a lot of games. I think everybody would accept that and I think that you can be a victim of your own success but not all of the clubs are in that same boat. So you're judging apples with pears here. Would it be a scenario or a better case scenario where you said, okay, we will allow five substitutes. We're going to allow 30 players in the squad rather than the current 25. You can bring five substitutes on, but two of them substitutes must be from your under-23 squad. Well, first and foremost, they're complaining on that. They would complain on that. Yeah. As well as I do. You are going Dalek again, son. And I, have you been in the kitchen? Yeah, I'm in the kitchen, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. Yep, you crack on TC. So, um, on that aspect of of five substitutes, when you when when you really really get deep into it, it's it's, all it is is a lot of managers making excuses. Yeah, and that includes the elite clubs of this world because if they're not getting the results, they'll blame game time. They'll blame anything. Yeah, and so what they do then, they're not talking about the performance of the of the team. They're talking about the injuries and um, everything else. What's going to disrupt the game? Yeah, you know, um, players not giving uh, enough game time, and so the ones what they fetch on as a substitute are still not fully fit. But and the other side of it, if they're going to do that, I'd say after unless somebody was seriously injured, nobody can come back onto a football field when there's a minute to go. Unless somebody's seriously injured, because you know as well as I do, yeah. a lot of it is to, is to stop the game, break the game up, uh, absolutely, and, and, yeah. and to um, to disrupt the game, break it up, and to waste time. Yeah. So they're not talking about the team. So a lot of it with these substitutes. What difference does it make if you keep if you change not five substitutes? You might get the odd result change. Mm. You know as well as I do. Football's gone like that but when you only had one sub. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you um, you got the results and sometimes you don't. Now, when you look at these top teams, when I were playing, sometimes you, you got the 10 men go on to win a game. It's very, very easy nowadays, yeah, because technically they keep the ball better. Yeah. And the, and the make the, uh, the make the, the, uh, 10-man team, chase the ball, um, tire them out quicker 
than there would have been uh, in general. So I think sometimes it's an excuse to distract away from performances. Me, that, that's my honest opinion. It might it, it might sound uh, daft to some people, but you know, I'm a deep thinker of the game, and, and I'm always looking why why this and why that. And some of it is good, but some of it is, is is just to distract away from team performances. That's my opinion. Yeah, the way I see it, TC, is that when you're a Liverpool, a Manchester United, a Manchester City, you have got 25 international players within your squad. If you're a Aston Villa or a Brighton or a West Ham United, you haven't. So... It's almost going to be... Great like, point, yeah, great point. The situation fabulous, fabulous point. where you've got the rugby union, where the England manager, and I'm not a rugby fan, and he's the Australian fella, and a, a, I can't remember his name, because is his name Jones, the, the England manager? I, I know he's a small bloke. And exactly, bald, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know him. But I'm not a rugby fan. My, my my two lads would tell you straight away, but I'm not I'm not a rugby fan, so yeah, same here. Because so, John, because John is a good. I'm sure it, his surname is Jones, yeah, and he's definitely it, it, Australian. New Zealand, India, New Zealand. I think he's Australian, but I might be wrong. He might be uh, a Kiwi. But what what he does, he he calls he substitutes the um, the finishers, so he has a team to play, and then. He has a team that they make a lot of substitutions and the finishers come on and they finish the game when they're, where they're fresh. And I, I don't want football to go down that same situation where Barnsley done it against Birmingham the other night. They put four players on at the same time. I said to Tom, that must be a first. I can't recall ever a team putting on four substitutes at the same time. Now, I don't know if you can put five on at the same time, but if you're looking at a team, say Aston Villa, for instance, are playing Liverpool, and they've worked Liverpool, and they've worked their backsides off, and they're nil-nil, and they're they're up against it, and they're just starting to think, blimey, 20 minutes to go, and you look up at that board, and, you know, there's the substitutions, and... Liverpool are bringing on five of their top players and you're thinking, bloody hell, do we need this? And also, it's not just the fact that those five players that are brilliant and international players, them other players are absolutely knackered and some of them dead on the feet. And it's the psychological impact of the impetus of those five fresh players as well. And I just don't think it's fair. Well... The, 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 the elites will always have the advantage. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Not, there's nothing, there is nothing we can do about that because that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that night, Birmingham and Barnsley, did, did, you ever, did you see any problems with all four subs complaining when they came off? Uh, I, I felt because a problem from the, the from the, the referee's when, whistle, <laughs> to be fair. You know, no, but you know when they fetch a player off, that player yeah. is... As a tantrum, yeah, I mean, yeah, I had tant- if I if I didn't play, and I, it would I, the only times I was at Everton and, and Forest were because I I got the injuries and I was frustrated to get back into the team, but I never complained if I got brought off, and I didn't get brought off that many times. I mm-hmm. might have been about twice in my life, yeah, but it, that never bothered me. It never did. If I weren't playing, I kick up a sting. But not not about other players. I just said, why aren't I playing? Yeah, you know, but uh, players. When they come off, I mean, it may it may be easy better for the manager because that won't blow up as much unless all four all four substitutes kick off when they're getting brought off. So, I think there's also to it. You know, I think it's it's fascinating what managers do uh, mm. to make excuses. But do I think it's right? I think with with what's happening at the moment in time, Gabby, I think it, it does it would help. But I think what the what has to stop is. Fetch, if they're fetching three or four on with a minute to go, that's what I don't like. Mm. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to 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 happen. You know, but I mean, the, the elite club is always going to have the advantage because there's 25. I mean, if anybody took up the court, really, because yeah. the other players are not getting a chance to play. Yeah. I mean, squad. You know, like the Bosman rule, indeed. Mm. I'm surprised that somebody's never taken them to court because 
uh, or a tribunal, you know, through the football because they get being stopped from working with that club, the the the, the parent club. They can go and play someone else on loan. But so when you think of that, uh, when, when they've got 25 in the squad and the other 10 or five, whatever, whatever, uh, how many players have got, and not get any chance to play for the parent club. And the excuse is from the manager is well, we've got to name twenty five players. Yeah. So you know, there's all sorts of little scenarios. Uh, what will help the bigger clubs? But it's always the bigger clubs what complain, and it's always the bigger clubs what uh, the elite, uh, the authorities feel sorry for, and not you know smaller clubs. Hello. Okay. Case case in point, TC. Um, Mesut Ozil is not even in the uh, twenty-five man squad for the Premier League or for the uh, for the Champions League. There is oh, God, so, sorry, Europa the, League. The, Arsenal the, haven't advanced that yeah, far uh, at the moment. There is something wrong there. This last couple of years, and I mean, with the previous manager, um, the Spanish guy. So I think of his name now. I can see Uno, Uno Emery. Dark and, yeah, Uno, Uno, Uno. and he's uh, doing well in Spain. There with Ozil, Emery, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think yes, I know. I think what's happened, uh, what I've heard be- through the grapevine, there's been a bit of political side of it with um, with um, Ozil. Yeah. So I think that's. It's not come out as such, but that, that's what I've heard. It, you mm. know, it's, it's a bit more political on the politics side of it, not 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 political football side of it. But, you know, uh, what's happening in China, and you know, I think it's a, a lot of it to do with something like that. So, but he's a great player. Um, but we in England will always turn around and say, well, majority of people in England will turn around and say, roll your sleeve up, you got to work hard, you don't work hard, you know. You know it's, it's incredible. We'll never stop that. You will never stop that with the English coaches. And, the, and it's just, he's just what Arsenal need at the moment, isn't he? A player that can influence the game, he can put that ball through the eye of a needle and he can... Uh, he can score goals as well. I mean, Mesut Ozil is a top player. I'm absolutely amazed that he's not in the 25 of Arsenal. And if I was a club looking for a, a player in January, I'd be looking at getting Ozil in my team. I think he's quality. The, the problem with Ozil, as you know, is on £350,000 a week, supposedly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there's not, there's not going to be many players uh, that teams can afford that. And what age is he? 31, 30? 32. He's he's knocking on a bit, but if you've got a team like Arsenal that really want to get rid, or, or I'm guessing mm. they really want to get rid, do, watching, yes. watching Arsenal the way they've been playing recently, I'm not convinced that they won't put him into the 25-man squad uh, when the transfer window opens again, because they no. can do that. But I, like, I, but I, I think I like he's Art- a tremendous football player. I like Arteta. I do like him. Mm. And you could see some... In fact... In fact he won the FA Cup, so there's definitely some improvement. Mm. The problem is, when you go into a club, you get you get that lift from uh, the new manager coming in, yeah, and then once once it settles down, you know you fall back into the old routine. I mean, Arsenal's got to be one of the top three clubs in our country. Well, they, I would, I would suggest that Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, and then Celtic. Are the four yeah. biggest clubs globally in in the UK? When yeah. you look at Arsenal well, at the moment, they're awful. Well, you know as well as I, to stay at that level, you've still got to have quality coaching, but you've got to get quality players. Yeah, and they have not. The the that bought poorly. Well, they have bought poorly. When I've said bought poorly, they haven't bought the top, top, top-notch players. What's yeah. going to keep them in the Champions Champions League? Yeah. And maybe Wenger uh, done the last couple of years because they weren't buying players. But even when he first came in, Wenger, you know, he didn't spend vast amount of money. Henri was about eleven. Absolutely, yeah. About only yeah, 11 yeah. Million quid, so it's, it's good recruitment. But, yeah. Uh, it turned out to be peanut. Yes. Mm. You know. 
but they've never spent big Arsenal, you know, like no. Man United have. No, they haven't. Or a Liverpool. When yeah. they, I mean, when Liverpool were at the best for 10, 12, 15 years, every year, you know, it would either go and pay a, a, a big chunk of tax money or sign a player. Yeah. They, they always signed the top-notch player at the end mm. of the season, didn't they? Yeah. I know they sell Keegan, but, you know, they replaced him by, with a Dalglish. You know, was it four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand at the time? Four forty, um, I think. Yeah. Arsenal, when, yeah. When when um, when you look at Arsenal, they haven't signed major signings, have they? You know, mm. 50, 50, 50, 60, 70 million. I think weren't they? Weren't they the first one? I think um, also a forty fifty million. Yeah, they certainly they certainly spent a few quid on uh, Ozil, and uh, they have on the boy Pepe as well. They spent seventy plus million on him. So, you know, that's the first one, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, traditionally, traditionally, Arsenal aren't big payers, are they? In transfer fees, he uh, he looks it. One minute he looks he's always going to be a will be the next minute he looks just an ordinary player. But the team. Is it a low web? I mean, it's funny because I watched against against Man United. Man United couldn't get the ball off them. Yeah. And they, did they win that match? I think they won that match. One one now. Yeah. You one know. Now. And then from that game on, there's not one one said, well, when I said not one one, they won in Europe, but they've hardly been winning in, in, in Premier League. So they've hit a bad patch again, but they need new blood. Uh, and they need some, obviously, some some quality in, injecting into the in, 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 into the squad. But it's not just you know a twenty million or thirty million pound player. They've got to put in. They've got to leave. I'm really losing you, TC. Are you in the same room that you're usually? Um... I'm going to go into. I'm going to go into the kitchen. Yeah, okay. Tell me, tell I've, me if it's. I've been in every room in my house, and and it, you do break up quite a bit. Is that better? It does at the moment sound a bit better, yeah. Right. Well, well I've, I've come in, I've come into the kitchen, so we'll we'll take it from there to see what. Um, you are sounding a lot see, better, too, see at the moment. Right. So I'm in I'm in I'm in kitchen now, so we'll, we'll take it we'll take it from there. But Arsenal need they, they, they need quality players. They've got no. They've got no one who can run with the ball. Yep. Right. I mean, I've always liked uh, David Luiz. A lot of people don't like David Luiz, but he's yeah. at the wrong end, wrong end, uh, wrong end of um, his career now. Yeah. Um. The boy what the same from Chelsea, uh, the Brazilian. William, good player. William, good, good player. player. But but you know they've they've got to get. Quality players in like William at the 20, 25, 24, 25 years of age, 26, yeah, not at 30. You know, um, as it's not going to help him, Arteta, because I still yeah. think he will be a top, top manager. I really do. Because well, I'm not, I don't, it's not that I'm not listening to other people, I do, but mm. you know, I see something, uh, what he's capable of doing. Now, the problem is. It can look. It can be a very, very good coach, and looking at his football and his style and his philosophy, it might look good. But if he can't handle players, and what I mean by handling players, if you, you, in, in today's modern day football, you can't even rollick somebody now yeah. nowadays without yeah. um, getting yourselves into trouble. Yeah. But so he's got to have. He's got to have that uh, social side of it where he's. It can be tough, but at the same time, the, the players can see that he, you know, he, he is for them. I, I don't know what he's like from that side of it, and that's the side what we need to. I need to see more than anything else. You know what I mean? Gabby? I think you're right, and I think he needs a couple of transfer windows to really, you know, stamp his mark and recruit the players that he wants and develop the team and the squad that he wants. And I think these days, 
we're really reticent to give managers the required amount of time. In the olden days, you look at Fergie when he first came into Man United, won nothing for, what, four or five years. Bill Shankly won little when he first came into, uh, into Liverpool. But they'd recruited a manager, believed in the manager, believed in the philosophy and gave him time. And I just wish that we would give our managers time. But sadly, we, we don't, TC. Well, our problem in this country, you know, mm. when you, if you want to, I, I, I mean, it's a great point, and the, some of them don't get time. Yeah. Now that you've got to make up, that you've got to make up your mind. I mean, I, I think with some managers, when they sack managers, certain some, some managers, I think they do sack them a bit too early. Yeah. But we've got ninety-two clubs. Yep. Right. So there's always going to be managers around, whereas on the continent they've only got one major league, haven't they? Yeah. You know, the second the second division is not is, is not too bad, but it's nowhere near as competitive as, no. as ours is. Our pyramid is so, just totally so different. So what, to what else. we do, um, and with the foreign uh, owners coming into the game, they brought that in because on continent they, they usually um, chop and change quickly, don't they? Yeah. You know, and I mean. Also say that Atkinson, if he would have got that another year at Man United, that they would have gone on to be successful. Absolutely, yeah. But it turned out, it mm. turned out right with with Ferguson, and look what he achieved in his career at Manchester United. But even he could have lost his job. Yeah, of course he could. Two or three times. So, you, so you do need to give people time, and you've got to analyse. If you can see that the the, the the team is improving, and the players what's coming into the squad, into the team or into the club. Uh, is making it the team better, then the manager will get time. But sometimes they look at it and think, well, I mean, owners are no different for what fans. When a player will come, and if that owner will turn around and say, you know what I signed him for? Yeah. Or whoever's signing, whether it's a director of football, whether it's a manager. You know, so it's a funny one, but I, I, I'm like you, and I think there's a lot of us in, in football do agree that uh, they should get a bit more time. I, w- I would say that. I think you're right. You're absolutely spot on too. So if the manager is the right manager, give him time. When you look at someone like Karanka in my club, I'd get rid of him yesterday. I just don't like his philosophy of football. But that's, you know, your your manager up there, Tony Pulis, again, is another one. I don't like his philosophy of football. I, would, I, I wouldn't I would open my curtains if those teams were playing in my back garden. I love to watch teams that get the ball down and play. And I know people say, you know, get tired of it. Well, they ain't got the money. They ain't got that. You, you know, you can get players, younger players, and you can blend them into a team. And I think that what we said at the you know early on in the podcast with uh, Holson Hootl or whatever his name is, the Austrian who's in charge of uh, Southampton, he has got Asentau, a, yeah, Asentau, isn't it? Asentau. I, I can never pronounce his name. But uh, he, he, he's certainly got a great blend. And Brendan Rodgers with a team like Leicester City. I'm watching Leicester now in Europe. You know, he, he's done a great job. He's, he, he's recruited some good players and he's blended them into a football team that you like to watch when they're on the telly. You don't have to go and spend ridiculous amounts of money. Five of the best, TC, if the Euros were starting tomorrow, who would your five forwards be? My five forwards would, would be um, Sterling. Yeah. You've got to take game because obviously he does get old. Whether I'd start him or not, you know, uh, a lot of times will be a different different kettle of fish. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I would start him all the time, but you know, is is a, a proven goal scorer. Um, Greenwood, without a doubt, without a question of a doubt. Yeah. Um, Hudson Adoy. Uh, yeah, Hudson Adoy, I take him. Uh, Sancho, I mean, is that five? Yeah, you've just named five there. You know, you, you like Hudson Adoy, don't you? I do. I do. You see, if, if, if he's not doing it, uh, Shanzo, mm. you can pull him off. If Sterling, you know, you've got pace and you've got control in there. Yeah. You see, for me, Jack would be in midfield. A hundred percent. I would not have Jack as a forward player. You know, even though he could do that. But Jack, yeah. Jack from midfield, <laughs> look at how many, how many split 
passes they put, what oh, put three or four people out of the game. Yeah, Jackson number West ten. Ham. Jackson number ten. He's a he's a you midfield know, player. You know, um, so those would be my five, um, and then people will say, well, what about uh, Calvin uh, Lewis at Evan? Did you mention I, I, Rashford there? I don't think you did. Yes, please. I did. Oh, oh, okay. Beg your pardon. So let's just Rashford, let, Rashford Kane, Sterling, Greenwood. Hudson Adoy, I'm going to give you six because you mentioned Sancho as well. Those yeah. would be your top six. You wouldn't take Calvert Lewin, you wouldn't take uh, Callum Wilson, and and you wouldn't you wouldn't take Danny Ings if he was fit as well. Those are your no. six that you would take. They, they they would be the. Is how many six forwards do they take? How many six? Well, they forwards? tend to how take five. They tend to really, really and truthfully, it's three goalies, and then you've got full backs. So they have cover on full backs. So they go, they go five full backs, five defenders, five midfield players, five forwards, but then mix and match a little bit. They like to have options on all parts of the football pitch. Well, I wouldn't take three goalkeepers. You've got the to. Tournaments, the t- no, I think they I mean, have to. They have to. I think they have to. Oh. It's a squad of 23 and they have to take three goalkeepers. Why do they have to take three? I have no idea. I have no idea, but they uh, that's what well, they I tend to do. Warnock, Warnock at, at, at some point in his, in, in his, didn't play, didn't have a substitute goalkeeper, which I find stupid. I don't mean that in an horrible way, but... Quite possibly, yeah. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that, but because I think to myself is, what's the tournament? Six weeks, eight weeks? Usually about four six Cup. weeks, isn't it? You know, World, World mm-hmm. Cup, uh, yeah. the European Championship. You know, very rare you see a goalkeeper um, go down with injuries. Very rare, isn't it? Banks, 70, food poisoning. You, know, you got the food poisoning, yeah. Um, but that was only two, weren't it? They only took two. Yeah, did they? I'm not sure I to be think, honest. I you. think they may have in the in those early days. I can't remember the '70s squad. Certainly, Benetta is understood well, coming and played against Germany. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go and take six if you can't, you know, you're not gonna take six. But I'd make, well, yes, yes, I would because at the end of the day, I, I'd leave a more possibly a defender out then. That's what yeah, I, I would all day long. Yeah. I, because at the end of the day, what do we need? We need to win matches. Yeah. Whoever you are, you need to win. Mm. You know, so if you get him beat, you know, it's no good throwing a defender on to, 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 not to get beat three or four. You might as well throw throw an attacker on to try and get a, a goal back. You know, to be to fair, to be fair, Ollie did that last night. He threw Harry Maguire up front, didn't he? Did he? I, I, didn't, I couldn't believe I, I saw a bit last night. I saw I saw bits and bats of it, mm. but uh, when I saw bits and bats of it, there, there were bits where Man United would have been unlucky. But mm. they, they looked they looked exceptional at times last night. They did PSG. Absolutely. So, what would your three out of that six? What would your three starters be? Because I know you're a massive fan of Mason Greenwood, and I suppose you could argue that Mason Greenwood is the most natural goal scorer that you've got in that top six. Well, you've got to put. Kane is a natural goal scorer, wouldn't you? He is, yeah, but, but his game, TC, this season, he's dropping ever so deep. He's almost playing as a midfield player. Yeah, well, uh, it might be that might be with Mourinho creating space for other people, but then you're taking Quite possibly. away. Yeah. Taking, taking away. My, my main three, yeah. I would pick out of all them, yeah. would be Sterling. Yeah, on the left. Rashford. On the right. Through, through, through the no, through the middle. Right, okay, yeah. I play Rashford through the middle, right? Because I think he can go left and go right. But they, could, they, they would all interchange, and the other kid would be um, Sancho. That would be starting three. Now that's looking at him from this position as yeah. a manager. When you see him in training and, and things like that, then it may be. And I won't be. I won't stutter about it. Mm. You know, I'd look at it and say, right, they're the best three at this moment, and them three are going in, and I'd, I'd give them the, I'd give them the confidence to, to, to go and do it. But if I'm picking it from the, from my, from my point of view here now, I'm picking Sterling, Rashford, and Spanjo, all great, yeah. great touch on the ball, all compose on the ball, all great in, in, into movement. Because Rashford will get goals all day long. Rashford will get goals, all, and they've all got pace, all three of them. 
And when you get players, what's going to run at you like them three are going to run at you? Mm. They start to panic defenders. They would worry about Kane, but it would only be about picking him up. Yep. Because Kane's not going to run at you, you know. Mm. Uh, but Kane is Kane is one of these what gets you goals. So yep. that's there's all problems. But you, as a manager, your mind has to be clear. It has to be clear. And your game is about pace. So your three would be Sterling, Rashford, and Sancho. And next week, TC, we're going to be talking about your midfield. Six. Right. We're going to go six. Instead of five of the best, we're going to go six of the best. I'm going to give you one extra. Um, Back to the 70s, TC. So your Sheffield Wednesday debut. What's your memories of it? Well, uh, like I said to you, it was all done so quickly, the move itself. Yeah. Um, the transfer deadline was on a Thursday. So I had to I had to go into Sheffield Wednesday on the Friday, um, and then we were travelling to Watford on the Saturday. And I was I came on as a sub, um, and the next game after that, I'm sure it was a, a League Cup game against Mansfield. I think there was only about eight to ten thousand there. You know, um, I'm not quite sure whether we won or not. I don't I don't remember too much about the early part of it. You know, because yeah. it. it when I first went there, everything was so quick and the team weren't doing particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following season, I remember more about the following season because I was going towards end of my, end of, end of my career, end of the end of the season after the after the league cup game. Yeah. So um, I remember Watford. I was on the bench and I, I was thrown on. I think I missed. A, I think I missed a chance. I think we got beat one 0 by. By what? Uh, by Watford, and I think I missed the city. So I wanted the fans might have thought, "Bloody, I won't be bored here." <laughs> <laughs> what do you class as your debut? The game that you come on, or the game that you started? Well, I, me personally, yeah, yeah. I would say it, well, when you start, yeah, when you start, that's mm. that, that's me personally. I mean, yeah. people turn around and say, "Is." See, when they say he's made appearances, he's, he's made 34 appearances. Yeah. You know, you've got to start from... And then people say, well, what about when you come off? Well, you started, so you've made an appearance. Mm. All right, you've made an appearance when you come on. But you ask anybody, you ask any player what team would have won the um, the league title. I bet if you haven't been one of the major players what's played every week, yeah. you might show uh, jubilation in mm. relation. But deep down, uh, you're good because you're not you're not being you've not been really part of it of winning it. You're part of it, but you're not part of winning yeah. it. Yeah, that's me. But I mean, everybody's different. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's that's me. So when you make your, when you when you're making appearance or when you're making your debut, you make your debut when you start that game. Yeah. You're uh, behind the lens. I sent you that photo. There was many photos that you put up on uh, your Facebook page, Terry Curran, your personal Facebook page. We have got an official Terry Curran Facebook page, as well as the Curran View, and also on Twitter, at Terry Curran underscore 11, and at Curran View. So we you can get in touch with us, guys. You can leave us messages. You can interact with the uh, with with the podcasts and yes. with the Facebook and the Twitter accounts. I did send you that one. Did you get it, TC? It was one of your goal scoring celebrations of many of your goals that you scored. I'm guessing at Hillsborough, the way that you went to your faithful and just give it a big one. I, I haven't looked at the wall because I've been busy these last couple of days, so I've yeah. not looked at any of it. And by the way, I will band off a. I, I got sent to uh, Facebook jail, <laughs> so um, so I've got other things done. So which one was it? When is it one when I got on my knees? No, that was the um, that was the one again. That was in the um, Boxing Day massacre, wasn't it? When you was yes, on your knees, right, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll we'll leave the behind the lens till next week. So I I did send you um a, a personal message and said we're gonna be looking at that, but obviously you've been busy. So 
behind the lens that will come next week. Time involved Alex Cropley. Did you ever play against Alex or Aston Villa in the yes. late 70s? Yeah. Yes, I've, yeah. I, I played a few times at, uh, against Aston Villa. Yeah. yeah a few. Southampton, I played uh, Everton against Villa. Yeah. So there's a, there's a few times I played. I, me- I remember uh, Alex Copley, good player, good player. Yeah. Uh, fair-haired lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fair, fair-haired lad, he was, a, he was a very good player, very good player. But, um, I mean, we're going back years now, Gabby. It's over 30 years ago. I oh, know, it's, yeah, late 70s, too, so. A, you know, I'm a, trying, to, trying, to, trying to think of things now. I'm starting to forget things. I'm, 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 I hope I'm not getting dementia because I'm, I'm forgetting things. So it is a bit, bit weird at the moment in time. Book Corner, TC, because you are writing a book with uh, with John Brindley and Big Run's written the uh, the foreword for your book. So firstly, as we're entering Book Corner, how's the book going on? How's John? And um, when's it going to be out? Have we got any release date yet? And who's publishing well, we, it? We, we definitely haven't got a release date because yeah. obviously we were hoping to get it done and get it out before uh, Christmas. But then we had this COVID, so mm. that's obviously put us back. But we've just about finished it now. We've got a, right. we've got uh, we've got uh, through you. We got uh, Ron's number, and, and Ron's done a bit about the Sheffield Wednesday because it is about Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, majority of the book. Uh, which were brilliant, and I'd like to thank you, and I'll thank I'll thank Ron when I when I see him, um, and he's given me a couple of good mentions. One when I played against this team, so that's 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 pleasing, and um, it will be more for summer now because I think with a bit of luck, with play fans again back into it game, um, it'll all be opening back up again. So I think we'll leave it now while summer, yeah. uh, and then that's when we'll, we will uh, push it. Uh, I think we've only got half a chapter to do now, so we're looking round about some of it for, for, for it being uh, getting published—not published, but getting uh, out into the public. And you never and we'll know. Give them, and we'll give them, you know, where they can buy it from and uh, where we're going to be doing signings and things like that. And you never know, because the championship is a funny league. It's a very competitive league. And I know that you had points deducted, but you've had a few points given back to you. It isn't beyond the realms of possibility for Sheffield Wednesday to get in in amongst the movers and shakers of the championship, get around the playoffs. And if you put a good run of games together at the back end of the season, getting in the playoffs, getting to Wembley, and getting back into the Premier League where Sheffield Wednesday belongs. And I can see Sheffield Wednesday, Premier League next season, TC. First game of the season, Hillsborough against one of the top boys and a book signing for the idol of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran. I think that'd be absolutely superb. <laughs> that would be nice and it would be a dream. And that's what we are doing at the moment in time, dreaming. We have to stop this. Dreaming in a, in a sense that's what that, that's for us kids. But when you get older, you realise. Mm. I mean, the last two games, I thought I thought we didn't do too bad all the night, really. Yeah. Um, but then the, we got we got a man sent off. Yeah. And then we we just defended like I don't know what, and we had a man sent off at uh, Preston. So you know, these last couple of weeks we've had we've had play, players sending off. What what's not helping is when we're already in a bad position. Mm. The problem we have. Gabby, and this is what I'm saying about dreaming. If we win his next four matches, we're going to be out of the bottom four. Yeah. What happens if the What happens if the the bottom three win their next four matches? Yeah. And that's what, how I look at it. You, the most important game is the next one. Correct. And all we can do is win our games. And if we win our games, then we're you know uh, we're not relying on anybody else. Then we will see what the other other teams do. But we have to start to win our games. And it's not helping we haven't, you know, getting players sent off. And if I'm honest, he, he deserves to get sent off. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he could have brought the kid's handle. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he did it on purpose because you, you just go and try and win a ball, you know, but he should he deserve to get sent off. But it's not helping our cause. And, you know, I think we were lucky to get away with the draw again yesterday. But I wouldn't blame Pulis for that when you get, you know, when you're getting a man sent off, you know, because he's going to make it difficult for you. But... For me, it's, it's it's our philosophy now. We how we play, and I, I still think there's dark. There's going to be a dark winter for us. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right, TC. But but you're again absolutely right. Even at our age, we can still dream, and that's what football is about: dreaming and educating yourself. And in our book corner this week, we've got uh, three books. Crops the Alex Cropley story. I've just uh, just bought that, so I have a lot of books that I just wish that I could read them all. I'd like to retire actually and be able to read lots of football books and do more podcasts. And it work gets in the way of that. But Alex Cropley. It's a book that was written a few years ago, but it is uh, it is out, guys. So you can go onto the usual outlets. Amazon tends to be the number one, and and buy it and read about a wonderful career of one of the great British number tens, the beautiful beautiful bridesmaids. TC is a book that's coming out early next year, and it's about Holland, and I'm guessing. With a title, Beautiful Bridesmaids, looking at 1974 and 1978 yeah. when they were oh so close and close. arguably the best team in both tournaments. Sometimes, sometimes a little, you know, the rub of the green doesn't yeah. help you, but they, they didn't seem to get it at times. Um, you know, when I said to you, can we do this podcast earlier tonight? Yep. I'm coming close, but I'm going to have to shoot off in, in a minute because. Uh, I was telling you, I had, to, I had to go do a couple more jobs tonight, and I've, I've got the only way I could do this tonight by getting it a bit early. So, um, yes, the, the Holland, absolutely fantastic. And I mean, Naiskins and Rep, and uh, obviously Cruyff, uh, Krull, Krull, you know, stacks of them, stacks of great players. Um, but they were, they were the bridesmaids, but they've never been forgotten, even though they never won it. Absolutely. Spot on, like the Brazil 82, which we talked about that book from uh, Stuart Horsfield last week. And my final one in the, the book on this week, Aston Villa, the first 150 years by um, by Colin Abbott and a few of his pals as well. A fantastic book, arguably the greatest football book that I've ever seen. I haven't read it yet, but it's absolutely immense. It's an encyclopedia of Aston Villa. How long have you got, TC? Have you got time for the football forecast, or have yeah, you got to go? Yeah, we'll do we it quickly. Get, yeah, we, we can get the fo- football forecast. Then. Well, the first one's off. At seven o'clock. The Sorry, first one. The first one's off. Villa versus Newcastle. That's yeah. off, so that's an easy one done. Burnley versus one of your former teams, Everton TC. How do you I'm, see that one going? Journal Everton, I think Burnley's in a, in a dark, dark corner at the moment, this moment in time. It could be their season to get relegated. Yeah, I'm going 1-2. I think you're absolutely right. I think that you can't keep being in the bottom teams and playing the way that, that, that you do and, and stay up. So I think you you could be possibly right there. Reading versus Nottingham Forest, TC. How's that one? Reading are a funny team. Yeah, I'm going for a 1-0 Reading. You know, I, I think Chris Chris Hilton's uh, like uh, Tony Pulis. Yeah. He's more worried about not about not winning games, and I think that'll cost him more, more than anything. So I don't like to say it because I want Forest to win. You know, they're always going to have a soft spot in my heart. So uh, I just think that Forest, you know... <laughs> They like Wednesday. They like Wednesday. Uh, the philosophy is not to lose, and I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's going to be a dark, another dark winter for them. Again, spot on. Can't disagree. But I'm going to go for a two-one away Forest win there because I think Reading are either brilliant or the opposite to brilliant. <laughs> No, you're right, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They, they just sow it and miss Reading. Uh, Huddersfield versus Queen's Park Rangers. How do you see that one, TC? I love the way that Huddersfield play football. Yeah. I'm going for a 1-0 Huddersfield. Yep, I'm going to go 2-0 Huddersfield. Millwall versus Derby. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be picking Millwall. I've never picked Millwall to win a football match in my life. <laughs> it's you know, it's um, better, yeah. But I just cannot see where Derby's going to get a result. No, I can't. No, I, can't. I think we're in, I think Derby's in a bit of trouble at the moment in time. So what score? I ain't saying it, but I think that two 0 Millwall. Yeah, I've gone one 0 Millwall. Norwich City on the back of a bad result against your team, Sheffield Wednesday. Are Norwich going to bounce back? Well, Wednesday usually get a result down at. Uh, Do they? Mm, they usually get a result. I'm going to go for one 0 Wednesday. Right, I'm going to go two 0 to 
You're going to go 1-0, 1-0 Wednesday, so 0-1. I'm going to go 2-0 to Norwich. And finally, again, one of your old teams, your former teams, Southampton away to Brighton on uh, Monday Night Football. How do you see that one going, TC? 1-1. Derby, local, not local derby, but it's a derby-ish to them. Yeah. Um, Southampton are playing well, I think. They were lucky at times. I think it, it's this will be a one-one draw for me. Well, I'm going to go 89th minute and a free kick on the edge of Brighton's box, what, 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 and what, what Browse are sticking it in the onion bag. A two-one win for Southampton. TC, love to you and to yours. It was uh, a two-one win for me last week. We had a magnificent seven. You got one right. I got two right. It's 2-2 in the table. My turn to pick. I'm going to go out with Silver Lady by David Soul. I cannot stop oh, singing. Song. I can't stop yeah. singing that song. Well, there's a Christmas song, one of the old Christmas songs. I like it, but not, you know. But all of a sudden, oh, it's in my head all the time and keep singing it when I'm doing bits of that house. Right, love to everybody. Love to you all. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to you all all. Hope that you're all going to be listening to us all next week, bro. Got to shoot off. We've got a job to do with Danny. Or... Well, you've got to shoot off, TC. My missus is firing that vacuum up as we speak. So, it's all right a bit, and I'll see you all next week. Okay, bye bye. Cheers, pal. Bye bye. Drifting and searching, shifting from town to town. Every time I slip and slide a little further down, I can't blame you if you won't take me back. After everything I put you through, but honey, you're my last hope, and who else can I turn? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.